0: Welcome to the Connected Leadership Podcast. I'm Daryl Black, author of the 1-100 Leadership Solution, how to be the leader you would want. I'm a leadership coach, facilitator, dad to an amazing son, and all-around nice guy. At least I think so. I think we're as connected a society as we've ever been, yet we're more disconnected than ever. I want to change that. My purpose and passion is to help you learn to connect so you can be a better leader, a better parent, a better partner. Connected Leadership, it matters. Remember to subscribe and thanks for listening. Okay, let's do this. All right, welcome to uh, episode number 21 of the Connected Leadership Podcast. I'm Daryl Black and um, I'm, I'm gonna dive right into this. I'm gonna use a little bit of uh, Instagram here, but I just posted something on Instagram. I'm gonna go on a little diverge, uh, a little divert. Tangent. Wow. Um, And just about uh, something that's near and dear to my heart, and that is diversity, and in particular around leadership. And, um, yeah, so we kind of got into it a little bit where somebody posted on Facebook um, about a job posting, and uh, within the job posting, it goes on to speak... Uh, in great detail about the job requirements and the job description, and you know what the person needs to uh, needs needs to know, and they um, uh, they included the word so he um, he an awful lot and his so a lot of masculine so some an example would be uh, reporting to the senior director he is in charge of promoting the program across the country. The manager guides his personnel towards the achievement of annual research plans. In addition, he will, and so on and so forth. This is right in black and white, pretty amazing. Um, And then when supposedly somebody may have pointed that out that, uh, you know, it was pretty masculine, with a lot of he, he, he stuff, the, uh, the post was amended to say the masculine gender has been used here to include the feminine solely for easier reading, and without any discrimination. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, needless to say, if anyone that's followed my, uh, my my work, particularly on Instagram, I post a lot of one-minute videos, and I talk a lot about the need to connect and then lead. And that is um, completely irrespective of gender, race, color, creed, nationality, the list goes on and on. As a leader, your number one job is to connect with the individuals. And and I talk a lot about the poor millennials. that are absolutely, you know, sometimes berated by, uh, by the older generation of which, coincidentally, I am now part of, which is depressing. But anyways. Suffice to say, we really need to embrace diversity in our workplaces, in, in our families, all of that stuff. Diversity is actually strength. And in order for us to, to grow as a culture, grow as teams and, and grow our leadership, we have to totally embrace diversity. And that includes gender. I've worked for a lot of female managers. And frankly, the, even when I say female managers, it sounds weird because they're not female. They're managers. They're my leaders, they're the ones I report to. And I had a conversation with somebody, I was in Nova Scotia a few weeks ago, uh, Canadian Volunteer Fire Service Association, and I've alluded to them quite a bit. I had a conversation with a gal there that um, she, uh, one of the folks on a department there had a pink, um oh, you know what, there we go, look at that, look at that. So it had a pink, Pink uh, piece on the front of the helmet and so typically it has your uh, firefighter name or your your position and and things like that so that was a a great topic of discussion around this this pink piece and and a lot of the the gals really wanted that for their departments and one person in particular who I was there with uh, amazing young gal uh, early 20s is absolutely going places and we were chatting about that and she said you know i can't wait to ask the chief about you know whether i can get the the pink thing on there and it was interesting because uh there was another gentleman there from the same fire service and i just asked the question just asked the question as devil's advocate i said you know do you want to be a female firefighter or do you want to be a firefighter who just happens to be female because this is kind of the harsh truth. You can't have both. You can't have both. You can't celebrate your gender, you know, that you're you're not one of the boys, and yet turn around and want to be treated like one of the boys. It's kind of either or. So it's about the position, really. You're a firefighter first who happens to be a gal. Um, and this is a bit, again, a little bit off on a tangent here, but you know, I coach hockey and we elected or the team elected a female captain, the only female on our team. And if anyone knows hockey, they know, you know, that, uh, you know, that is certainly the one of the last bastions of masculinity and all of the rest of it. But the team made up of 11 year olds, 11 year olds recognized that she would be the best leader. Now, what was really interesting about that was not the fact that she was voted in, but the fact that it was not because she was a gal. I mean, it had nothing to do with it. She was our captain, who just happened to be female. So, definitely going to be talking a lot more about that. But uh, I was a little bit pissed when uh, when I saw that, um, and uh, particularly around an environment that I work in, in a lot, a lot, and that's wildfire and uh, there are a lot of absolutely phenomenal leaders who happen to be ladies happen to be women big deal so as a leader remembering our old school biases and last week we spoke about that around what some of the toxic behaviors and one of the toxic behaviors that we identified was old school biases and by the way that episode drops tomorrow so make sure you listen in on that so anyways i wanted to f- I, yeah, I'm fired up on that because it, it pisses me off, frankly, that even in this day and age, we have such overt, um, lack of awareness, uh, and then to have the individual that, or they amended the, the posting to say, yeah, you know what, it's masculine only for ease of reading or whatever BS answer that was. So it's not about the company that posted it or where they are or anything like that. It's just, uh, was, was amazing to me. But anyways. All right, so what Fortnite can teach us about leadership. And yeah, I know the title sounds pretty crazy, um, but you gotta hear me out on this. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about how technology itself isn't really the enemy. We're gonna talk about this worldwide phenomenon that is Fortnite and really um, uh, how it actually can sometimes help help our kids and, and help uh, help demonstrate what leadership is and a lot of the qualities of being a good teammate uh, can be. So I'm Daryl Black and uh, I've spent almost 30 years uh, responding to emergencies and disasters, things like Hurricane Katrina, and my thoughts are definitely uh, with Hurricane Dorian, having seen the devastation of things like Katrina and another hurricane of that year, um, uh, Hurricane Rita. It, uh, it definitely brings back some uh, strong emotions as a responder uh, that has been in those locations past or post hurricane. So definitely, uh, definitely my heart is going out. But I do know that there's a lot of help heading down there. My brothers and sisters are, are down there right now doing what they can. So, you know, uh, definitely thoughts and prayers are, are, are with them. And so I'm taking a lot of those lessons I've learned in things like Katrina and and helping you apply them to your personal and professional lives. So a couple of announcements. One, uh, I apologize, just went off on that little rant to start this whole thing off, but um, I continue to work on my book. That's a daily uh, task. So I don't have a deadline on when that's going to be, but it's really uh, uh, taking those lessons I keep talking about and, and putting them into a book form and handing it out giving it out to the world. And um, yeah, so there's a lot of work to be done. You got to edit it a bunch of times. You have to figure out book covers. You got to figure out printing. You got to figure out distribution, blah, 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 all that stuff. So that's uh, that's what I'm putting my time into. And I, I have some good help on that for sure. Uh, back to school today. So um, I am not on Facebook nearly as much as I used to be on the personal side. So I could only assume a lot of the pictures in Facebook were about first day of school of kids. So um, some parents are probably very upset with that. Some parents are absolutely ecstatic that the kids are going back to school. Totally get it, totally get it. So let's do a quick review, shall we? Leadership, what is it? It is a social influence which maximizes the efforts of others to achieve a goal. And last week we spoke about leader as a lid concept, and I don't have my prop here anymore, but uh, anyways. So essentially we talked about the fact that your organization, your team, your crew, your agency, your organization will never, ever, ever, ever rise above the level of the leader or the leadership. And a lot of times leaders are the bottleneck leaders are the ones that are stifling the innovation and the creativity and the communication and, and eroding trust um so we have to recognize as leaders we can either be that lid and be that bottleneck or we can actually not be the lid and and allow uh our folks on our teams to absolutely flourish absolutely uh, excel at their different jobs so it was about really about accountability as a leader and just being aware of, of the impact you have on, on folks. Now, in terms of the enabling behavior, we talked about leaders, leaders need to facilitate, not dictate. They need to be good counselors sometimes. And, and I'm not saying like Dr. Phil quality, but I mean, you need to be a good listener. You really, really do for uh, for your team. You need to be a good coach. A lot of uh, coaching or leadership is coaching. and Helping somebody obtain a skill or improve in a particular skill, and part and a big part of that is supporting them, recognizing that they're not there yet. So Carol Dweck, growth mindset, they're not there yet. So as a leader, recognizing that and helping them and supporting them as they procure that skill set that is needed for uh, for their job. So you need to be a coach. You need to be a cheerleader. Absolutely. You need to be very positive. You need to be encouraging. Um, definitely, uh, an air, uh, aura of positivity for sure. Now the flip side is definitely you need to, to be an ass kicker too, as a leader. And I totally get it in this respectful, non-bullying and non-intimidating way, non-physical, all of those things, but you do need to sometimes be assertive or, you know, just give gentle prods, if you will, uh, to your team. So you've got all of those things, and those are kind of enabling behaviors. That's that's a leader that is pushing the the team off in a, in a very positive direction, and that's really where we want to go. But the flip side of that is the leader leader as a lid kind of behaviors. One is a culture of fear, for sure. You know, it's it's uh, where you're leading because people are scared crapless of you. Essentially, they don't want to screw up. And uh, the problem with that is people are, are now risk averse. They are stressed out, which means they're not making good decisions, which means they're not connecting with other people. My way or the highway. So it's just not listening to anybody else. No other input. It's my plan. And if I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. That's a leadership behavior. That's toxic. And that leads to that lid that we talked about last week. Micromanagement, we're doing uh frig, we should do 500 episodes just on micromanagement, but suffice to say, if when you're talking leaders of lid, that is micromanagement is the lid, and then I even talked about putting um, like a sandbag on it, and then dropping the Empire State Building onto that and then putting the moon on top of that that is how that stifles your team's creativity and innovation and everything like that so if you want to crush a team's spirit or the individuals on the team micromanage the crap out of them yeah there you go you're welcome uh old school biases which I've already started this episode off on and and that is the 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 uh, so a lot of times or well most of the time subconscious biases that we have the filters that we have around other individuals, millennials, right? The whole perception that uh, all they do is eat avocado toast and, uh, and something else. And, you know, further to that too, I remember a couple of years ago, I was doing a presentation for some junior leaders aged uh, 19 to 28, literally could be my kids in some cases. Um, and uh, we talked about millennials of which all of them weren't. And uh, one of the, the gals said, you know, what really pisses me off I'm like what? Do tell. This is gonna be deep. She's like, I don't even like avocado toast. Like, what the hell? So I get it. I get it. But um, but having biases because the reality is they can lead regardless of of age. It's about experience. It's about leaning in. Uh, you know those sorts of things. The other toxic behavior that causes a leader as a lid to be a lid is insensitivity and non-empathy. And uh, a big part of my book here and moving forward is. It's a empathy is, is a cornerstone of connection. If you don't have the ability to be empathetic as a leader, you're not going to be able to connect with people. So ultimately, where do we want to go with this? We want to become a connected leader. So a connected leader is self-aware and it's a leader that facilitates and doesn't dictate. It's one who leads through respect and not fear and not through exasperation. One who leads through vulnerability. So they're vulnerable, They're also compassionate and that includes self-compassion. They're empathetic. They manage stress. They're very, very calm. They're very calm. And so they expect vulnerability. They expect compassion, they expect empathy, and they expect calmness all around them. That's what a connected leader is. So in summary, a connected leader is one who connects and then leads. And that is what this podcast and my messaging is all about. So let's get into Fortnite itself. Um, couple of broad statements, one of which, um, technology, technology, I get that kids are spending an awful lot of time on video games these days. Absolutely. I have an 11 year old, he's turning 12 and he spends, he spends time on it. Absolutely. But you know what? So did I. So did I when I was growing up, it was in television which was like the better version of Atari. So if you had Atari, well, it kind of sucks to be you, but television was the better one. Um, but I digress. So we have to recognize, you know, like when we're talking about technology and Fortnite and, and, and online gaming and, and Instagram and, and Facebook and now TikTok, which is a new one, that in itself is not the problem. That, in itself, is not the problem. technology, like anything else, can be used for good. It can be used for actually connecting with individuals, but it can also be used for bad. So, in the context of today's episode, we're going to be talking about technology as an enabler like an advantage and uh and again, just so we're crystal clear. do I think we play too many video games yeah, yeah I, I think we do our kids as in a, as a society we're They're outside a lot less than they ever used to be, generally speaking. They're not riding their bikes nearly as much and so on and so forth. So I wanna be crystal clear. I am not saying that kids need to just stay at home and play freaking video games. Uh, But I am just saying we should be aware of what they're playing for sure, how much they're playing and balancing that with good exercise and being outside and all those things. So that's the caveat right there. So Fortnite, for those of you who don't know, because you've been under a rock, um, is like an online game and it's kind of like an animated version of kind of like post-apocalyptic world where, you know, a bunch of players from all over the world literally can join uh, from different gaming consoles, so like an Xbox, a PlayStation, uh, mobile, all sorts of things like that. They come together and there is, you know, there's a lot of shooting involved. There's explosions, but it's not like gratuitous violence. It's all animated and, and very cartoon like, and the job is, you know, there's different modes, but they'll have a hundred people. And then the last person alive gets victory royale. And it's a big celebration and and all of the kids cheer and all that stuff. but it's been in the works for a couple of years now and has absolutely taken the world by, by storm. It's it's amazing. It's amazing how it has transcended culture and, and things like that. So that's what Fortnite is. And what the kids will do is they'll hop on and the they'll have they have the ability through their headphones and their mics to talk with people from all over the world. And you know, at first I was kind of like, oh, that's no good. Because uh like I don't want you know, my kid being abused by some 55 year old. I don't want him being lured in all of those things. So for sure, as a parent, you put some controls on that with regard to you never talk to somebody you don't know and you know, all, all of those things. But but the, the interesting point that got me into this conversation was even this past week, I was talking to uh, one of the hockey moms during camp. And she works for HR, and we were just talking about the summer and how disappointed the kids were for going back to school, and how much they've been playing Fortnite and all those things. And it really got me thinking because we we got into the conversation about, you know, it's interesting because it actually it's different than when I was growing up because television didn't have any microphones or any of that other stuff. Um, we ne- never weren't able to go online because this thing called the internet wasn't even available. Oh, it's terrible to think um so we just played in our basement and uh so we we never had the same challenges but uh nowadays they connect to everybody all over the world so we were talking about that and i said you know it's kind of neat actually provided that you're listening in on it that it actually teaches a lot about leadership and we got into the good conversation and her name is is colleen and uh and I went on and that kind of spurred this episode here for, for this. So Fortnite is interesting when we talk about leadership because what it, one of the things it has going for it is that there is a singular mission. So there is a goal in mind and that is to be the last one standing. And there's different modes. You can play in single, you can play in duos, you can play in squads, which is a group of four, a bunch of other stuff. So when we're talking about duos, like we're playing as two or maybe four, it is amazing because you're getting, let's let's say it's squad, so it's four people. All four are singular in their goal. And they are absolutely supporting one another. As much as you'd like to think that it's every man and woman for himself, it's not. It's amazing how they come to each other's uh, aid when one of them is under attack. And they'll call for help. And, and you have the ability that if you get wounded, you know you've got like 100 seconds or something like that for one of your teammates to come up to you and heal you and it's amazing how many times teammates will actually rally around heal you board up and protect their teammate when they actually don't have to it's just a game but that's really really interesting because it teaches that you you support your teammate and you forget about your mission or you know what you're doing and you go in and you help and so that was that's really really interesting to me so they're they're coming together to help each other out when again, they don't really have to. And a lot of times they're putting themselves or at least their, their game at risk. The other interesting thing that happens and from a leadership perspective is the communication that happens. And you can really tell uh, how it's working because the team, the, the, the guys and gals are actually talking so much and they can't see each other. Like they can see, see their, their, their players, like the, the representative, but they, they aren't sitting side by side. So lead from a leadership perspective, it teaches to be very clear in what you're communicating it teaches you to be very clear with what your intent is. It, it teaches you to communicate that your, your strategy and your goal and, and, and tactics, all of those things. And because you can't just point it out so you can hear that. The, the communication is so amazing between these four players. Again, they're, they're all over the city, they're all over the province, the state, the country, whatever the case might be. So it really teaches that, that communication piece and how to be quick and concise and specific and clear in your communication teaches about teamwork. You know, these, these guys and gals, they can strategize like nobody's business. And, and they recognize that they're better off as four than they are as one against multiple fours, for example. So they are self, they are a resilient crew. They're a resilient team that bands together and helps each other out. That's really interesting. And I talked already about the the healing. I, that, that's, that's so cool. That is so cool that they're, they come together and they work as that team towards a common goal. And that is the very definition of leadership, that social influence that maximizes efforts to achieve a goal. Well, that that's what we see time and time again in, in Fortnite and teamwork. Another thing it teaches is adjusting your plan on the fly. And uh, Mike Tyson says it best where he said something to the effect of um, no plan survives a punch in the face. Totally get it. I've never been in the ring, but I would assume that would that would cause some consternation and maybe some adjustments. Uh, so they have kind of a loose plan, but they're constantly adapting and they're making decisions on the fly, much like a leader would, particularly in a crisis situation that I'm really, really familiar with. Noob. Try hard. Uh, what else do we have? Um, default uh what else what else uh john wick bunch of terms that these kids have come up with worldwide so leadership is a lot about connecting and coming up with a vernacular and a common language so you're all on the same page well fortnite has given that and it's a it's a really interesting thing because uh bot is another one um because they have created this entire language that is common to them and i see it a lot in emergency response where we have a lot of nerd speak and and um you know instant command system and 10 codes and EOCs and ICPs and all sorts of acronyms that we use when we're responding to, say, Hurricane Katrina or something like that, or a search and rescue mission. Uh, Well, the same thing has happened there. So leaders um, have created or are leveraging this common vernacular. And it's really, really interesting to see. Also, each kid has, and I say kids, I've played it, frankly. I'm pretty good at sniping, by the way. Pretty big deal with that. But... uh, you also know amongst the four kids, strengths and weaknesses. So some kids are better close in, others are better far away. Some are good with uh, certain uh, tools and weapons, some are not. And so you can hear them strategizing, but you recognize that, hey, you know what? I'll go in. I'm going to charge this guy because I'm really good at close in. And then another kid will pipe up, say, you know what? I'll, I'll hang back and I'll cover you. And so they're, they're working strengths and weaknesses all the time. And that, again, is on the fly. I find that so interesting. Also now it teaches from a leadership perspective that we win and we lose as a team. It doesn't matter if um, if, I, if I'm doing really well, because frankly, if I get wiped out, there's three others in front of me, but then as soon as they start getting wiped out, then we all lose. So it's in our best interest to play as a team, work as a team, because we win as a team and we also get eliminated as a team. Now, that's a good segue because if um, somebody were to get eliminated, they call it spectating. And I know I'm, I've got way too much information about Fortnite in my head, um, but they spectate. So they'll actually, they have the ability to continue to watch their teammates continue the game and they'll cheer them on and they'll help them. They'll provide guidance and they'll say, oh, look out, look out. Uh, the, uh, that sort of thing, which is really, really interesting. Whereas a lot of times you would think that, you know what, if I'm not able to play myself, I'm, I'm dibs out on this thing. But it teaches that as well. So as a leader, even if you're not in the game, you're supporting your team. And, and it's about the team first and you second. So that's really, really interesting. So I'd encourage you, you know, in the takeaways we'll talk about it, but pay attention to video games like Fortnite and listen in to the kids and you'll, you'll see teamwork and you'll see leadership in action. It's really, really interesting. There's another mode that's called Creative Mode, and I won't get into a ton of detail there. But essentially, it's not as shoot 'em up. It's they're building the world, and it's just like a bunch of construction workers and a foreman and a project manager and all that stuff. So they're working together. They're coordinating. They're giving ideas. Uh, And and it's, it's all on the fly. And these kids do not have some grandiose plan when they're building a city. Trust me, I've seen it. But they are amazing in how they can work together. And so it's about leadership where a kid has a vision and they're like, hey, you know what, I'd like to do this. Somebody else pipes up and says, yeah, that's a great idea. And then bam, they start working together and they start building things. So um, very, very interesting. So Fortnite does teach a lot about leadership, even if we're not kind of conscious of that or or aware of it on the surface. So some takeaways. Every episode I like to do some takeaways. So this takeaway is kind of be a little bit more involved Pay attention to your kid or your or kids as they play, not just video games, but just in general. And you'll, you'll likely see or hear leadership in action. You'll, you'll see and hear conflict resolution, strategizing, teamwork. And those are some things to encourage. Now, the flip side, of course, is that you'll, you may also hear the downside of the technology. And that is some kids, um, some kids are, are poop rats. Totally get yeah, it. They're a-holes. And so you'll also have kind of an opportunity to to um, to see how the rest of the team gathers, closes ranks, and shuts that person that's being an a-hole out. Like they actually have the ability to kick them out of the team virtually. And so you'll see that. So that is the takeaway. It's pretty easy, uh, which you should be doing anyways. You should be kind of engaged with what your kids are doing online for sure. but. Put it from, uh, from a lens of leadership and, and, and teamwork and, and being a good teammate. And you'll find it really, really interesting. And those are behaviors that you'll want to encourage. So some call to action as we come to a close here. Subscribe to the podcast, please, uh, on Apple. And Google Podcasts are the two big ones. We're trying to get onto Spotify, but we're having some techno issues, but Apple for sure. Uh, join our Facebook group, and I've left the link in um, in the comments there. And I'll leave you with this, as always: don't just be a manager or a leader, but be a connected leader, influence through respect and not fear, facilitate and don't dictate, lead with inspiration and not desperation, be self-aware, be vulnerable, be compassionate. Be empathetic and be calm and expect all of those things around you. In summary, a connected leader is one who connects and then leads. That is my message to you tonight and I will talk to you next week. Next week, we're going to continue this little odd kind of thing. We've talked about Captain America. Now today, Fortnite. Next week, will be uh, part of our Snakes and Ladders uh, series. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for watching.